0: Women aren't born warriors. We become them. And the road to becoming a warrior is bumpy as hell. Each week, I'm interviewing women who, through tragedy and triumph, are leaping for greatness. Get ready to unleash your inner warrior. I'm Liz Swadek, and this is Conversations with Warrior Women. Want to support a small, 100% woman-owned winery that gives back to rescue horses and helps the next generation of girls thrive? Well, you can with Spirit Horse Vineyards. Spirit Horse Vineyards is a 100% woman-owned boutique winery that empowers community and connection through delicious wines, unique member experiences, and philanthropy. Founded in 2013, Spirit Horse offers a roster of limited production wines from around the world. From their Napa Valley Estate wines in California to their Willamette Valley Oregon Pinot Noirs and Rogue Valley Rosé and Sparkling. They are committed to sharing exclusive wines and member experiences from the best vineyards the world has to offer. Join the Spirit Horse Vineyards Wine Club like me and get your custom selections every quarter with a 20% discount off all the wines and a 30% discount off your first case. You also get complimentary virtual and in-real-life events, including a harvest party at their rescue ranch in Napa this September. Go to spirithorsevineyards.com and use code WARRIORWOMEN to get your complimentary shipping on orders $75 or more. That is spirithorsevineyards.com. Welcome back, Warrior Women. I just returned from an amazing retreat with one of my favorite podcast guests, Tracy Litt of The Lit Factor. Oh, she had an amazing event called Worthy Human Live. I now plan, of course, to attend every single year. It was amazing. I met up with 70 amazing women and learned even more ways I can serve our warrior women community. I'm excited to share that information with you very soon. But in the meantime, listen to my episode on Tracy's podcast called What Would She Do? My episode is episode 24 and it's called Don't Water Dead Plants. Make sure you check that out and learn a little more about me. Today marks our last episode in this series on femininity. This week, we see what happens when a woman enters the very male-dominated field of winemaking. I think it's going to be good. Are wines masculine or feminine? Grab your glass and join us, because we're going to find out. I have a new sponsor. It's the Business Relationship alliance That's the Bra Network, guys. I love the Bra Network. It's a network of female entrepreneurs that lift and support each other. Guys, I love this group. I've talked about it many times. They believe in collaboration over competition. They hire women in their own network first. And they have amazing elevated networking events and courses. I've taken many of them. Guys, I can't say enough about the Bra Network. Use my code WARRIOR for 10% off an annual membership. Okay, today on the show, a high-energy corporate executive turned wine entrepreneur. Heather Rader hustled for the NFL sponsorships division and as head of sales at Monster.com and a variety of other tech startups in the Silicon Valley. Now living her dream, she is the founder of Spirit Horse Vineyards, a 100% woman-owned boutique winery that empowers community and connection through delicious wines, unique member experiences and philanthropy founded in 2013 spirit horse offers a roster of limited production wines made with grapes grown on the steep hillsides of calistoga in napa valley california as well as other wines from around the world her winery proudly supports the spirit horse riding center an equine therapy rescue horse ranch that helps the next generation of girls to thrive i mean heather that's my dream job welcome to the show heather Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I can't even tell you. I mean, first of all, I've, I've professed my love to you many times, like many times over. I've told you I love you. What you're doing is so exciting to me. I was so excited to know you and know what you're doing. Every event you throw, I'm like, where is it? When can I be there? I'm coming. And I'm so thrilled to interview you today. So I'm so excited. Awesome. I'm so excited. And I love you too. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> so the feeling is mutual. We love each other actually raise a glass with you in person, a glass of wine with you in person. Oh, that took, that is that's what I'm most looking forward to.
0: <laughs> oh, me too, sister. And I'm going to visit your whole place. So I can't wait to know more about it. Okay. But I got to go back to the beginning. I got to know, I got to really know you, Heather. What were you like as a young girl? What did you think you would grow up to be?
1: That was a great question. So I think the best illustration my father has has of me, um, and it's, you know, of course me and my sister were polar opposites, but he put us on skis when we were four years old. What's one of his passions and got up on the mountain and he put me on skis. And of course, when you're a beginner at that age, you don't have poles. And my sister, who's two years older, was right next to me. We took off down the mountain and I went literally straight down the mountain. No turning, no stopping. My sister is carving out these super slow, you know, super cautious, super <laughs> scared. And I was just like, for lack of a better term, balls to the wall. Let's do this. I was off. I was off. I was down the mountain. And my dad said, "I've my whole, your whole life. I've just been t- saying, you know, screaming at you, Heather, slow down."
0: <laughs> so
1: always just ready for the next adventure, the next thing. I have a very free spirit. That's what our winery is really about is is that spirit and that community. And so that's that's diving that's, down. I just best describe just my personality bombing. as a little girl, but probably now as well. My husband would would probably attest to that as well. <laughs>
0: I love this so much. Okay, you come from a family of migratory farm workers and your father Mm -hmm. picked cotton. Your grandfather couldn't even write his own name, Heather. Oh my God. You Mm -hmm. became, how proud they must have been, by the way, you became a top performer at ***.com, managing a large team. But while you were there, you found out that you were making half of what your male counterpart was making. And he brought in one third of the business and managed no one. What happened? What did you learn from that?
1: Yeah, that was definitely a defining moment for me. And I think, you know, there's some generational things, but also just societal conditioning that we have, particularly as women, really knowing what our worth is and asking for it. You know, that was a defining moment for me. And I thought, you know, lack of a better term, WTF. Exactly. <laughs> right? I was pissed. And I walked into my boss's office. I said, I want this number on my desk tomorrow in writing as, as far as my salary, or I'm walking. Because I knew my worth. I knew I was the top performer. I wasn't conditioned to to ask, right? To go in and, and really ask for that raise. And sure enough, that letter was on my desk the next day. And I told myself, wow, I'm kicking myself for not doing this sooner. And I swore to myself, you know, as I grew up at and became, you know, a manager of many other incredible women that were kicking ass and taking names, but that was not going to happen on my watch. So I used to take the top performers on my team, the women, I would take them out for a glass of wine and I would have them practice asking me for
0: a raise. And then the next day- I love day, this so much, I can't even handle it right now. Yep,
1: and then the next day I said, and then tomorrow, you are really going to walk into my office and ask me for a raise so I can get this up the flagpole and get you paid what you're worth. So that was one of the most fabulous parts of my job that I truly enjoyed, uh, something that I feel like is part of my life's purpose. But, you know, I didn't want them to have to learn how I did. The neat thing for me to see is, you know, it's 15, 10, 15 years later, um, and they're doing the same thing with with the women on their teams. And it's just really a neat thing to pay forward. But something that, you know, needs to be done so much more often, right, is learning from each other and collaborating and but also knowing
0: our worth. It's just so important. That's just next level boss girl stuff right there. You just said, it's not just about pulling yourself up and saying, well, this isn't right. I got to find my voice. I've got to express, this is my worth. I know who I am and I know what I bring to the table, but then to go and pull another woman up to tell them, now I'm going to teach you what I just had to learn the hard way. That's right. This is what you're going to do. And that's going to serve them their whole lives. So what a gift and what a cool Amazing person you are for doing that. I I can't even take it. You say one plus one equals a thousand when women connect and collaborate. So I, it's co- sort of more of what you're talking about. But tell me exactly what you mean by that when you say that.
1: Well, it's interesting. I think um, it's something that uh, you know it's like the, the the boys' club they've known for years, right? And I'll never forget my first experience at uh, the National Football League in New York and. You know, I never even grew up in Oregon, never even been to the East Coast. This is how old I am. I went with my mom to the travel agency and got a paper one-way ticket. And I thought I was really hot stuff. And had never been to New York, had no place to live, slept on someone's floor, a friend of a friend of a friend for three weeks, (laughs) rode the subway for the first time looking for apartments, you know, figuring it out. And I'll never forget my first week at the NFL. And, you know, I grew up in a, and not only a father who told me I could be anything I wanted to be, But, you know, a mom who had amazing female friends that just helped each other and lifted each other up. And I thought that's how it was. So here I was naive, you know, 20, 21, 22 year old walking into the NFL offices. And it was my first experience with women stabbing each other in the back, all of those things. And I was absolutely horrified. And that was another defining moment where I said, you know, this is not going to happen on my watch.
0: I don't want to be that way.
1: No way. And as a matter of fact, when I do collaborate over competing, right, we both win. When we, again, all ships rise together. That's, I'm sure, been most of the people listening to this podcast. That's been your experience too. And it's just something, again, I think, especially in previous generations, that was just conditioned that this will be your competition, the looks, the salary, right? Versus, like, hey, how do we come together and take all these amazing skill sets we have and create something of, of just incredible value? Um, That never would have been there before. I have a friend who's really high up and I won't name, I can't name the company, but they have a secret society of women from all of the different departments. And this is a worldwide corporation and they have a monthly secret society meeting and they get shit done. And it is the way that women get shit done, right? It is like through the back door. It is like, it is so smart. And like, I just love everything about that. I think that's it's just incredible.
0: Well, I hope there's a thousand billion secret societies. I do existing too. I, everywhere absolutely. doing all the things. Yes. All the things. That's right. I think a lot of that whole backstabbing or believing that that is reality comes a lot from media too. Because I mean, when we mm-hmm. were growing up, I mean, I think we're sort of around the same age. I think I might be a little older than you, but. Yeah, no, we're, um, we're the same age. When we are growing up, like Melrose Place and mm-hmm. Dynasty and Knots yeah. Landing, it was like, no, this this lady's going to steal your husband. She's going to steal right. your job. You can't even have these two ladies in the same room. They're going to have a cat fight and fall that's in the right. And That's right. You're absolutely right. Even now, like Real Housewives of whatever, mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. just... What TV show shows some men just disrespecting each other and yep. ripping each other and thinking they're each other's competition? I couldn't right. agree more. Could None. More. The only one I can think of, which is really a woman show, is The Bachelor or something like that, right? Or right. Bachelorette, whatever it is. Like, even men, that's made for women. It's not made for men. I think we really have to reverse the narrative that sure. women are out to get each other. They are not out to, to get each other. In fact, women want to like other women and they that's want right. to trust other women. That is what we need. We need community that's over right. anything else. We need Absolutely. to know that we have each other's backs, even if we don't agree on everything. That's we can right. have each other's backs.
1: That's absolutely right. And I, and like I said, you know, I, I grew up with a mom that had that in her community, um, both personally and professionally, but I also had a father who was just so all about that. Right. But just align yourself with incredible people, have integrity to work, do the right thing. I have my moments where I'm like, Oh God, I, you know, I hear a younger woman talking about an experience and it's like, Oh God, has anything changed? <laughs> you, know, um, you know, I mean, sure, we've all had those moments, you know, and it's like yeah. de- a defeating feeling, right? But, um, you know, screw that, right? I mean, every day we all get a chance to, like you said, redefine what that narrative is. And we do that through our actions, right? And that's collaborating with other amazing women, creating some magical things in the world.
0: Absolutely. You started in corporate and you were very successful as top, top VP of sales. You're at a slew of startups. But- Something happened to you, Heather. You became really burnt out, really unfulfilled. Tell me what was happening in that time.
1: Yeah, so I was the youngest um, executive on um, at Monster. Um, I led the most profitable division at Monster at the time. I was there; it was a hundred million dollar a year uh, portfolio, and I was the only woman, which I actually saw as like my biggest strength. <laughs> a lot of people were like, "Wasn't that so hard?" And I'm like, I looked at it completely opposite. I mean, I had emotional intelligence. When people had problems, they would come to my office to talk about it. I had all the intel and I, you know, I was able to really do well there. And, you know, unfortunately, the culture just became something that, you know, wasn't fulfilling to me any longer. And I had done it a long time. And like anything in life, all good things must come to an end, right? So it was just time for something fresh and new and different I really wanted something where I could tangibly know that I was giving back into the community. I was a big sister for years. My father, who picked cotton, who came from nothing and is self-made, a huge success. My dad, but he said, you, "You, we are not a family of takers. You don't take; you give back to your community." He was a big brother, so that was something really big for me. And he said, "You know, that's part of in your life what will help fulfill you too is you don't just take, right? You give back." And certainly for me, I was burnout. I was working these crazy work hours and I didn't have time to give back or volunteer or do all the things I wanted to do. So for me, like I wanted part of the fabric of Spirit Horse Vineyards, which is my business to be giving back and to have something tangible, not only that I could see was, you know, helping girls thrive, but that my wine club members could see that they could align their dollars with their value system, right?
0: Well, let's Um, talk about that. How did you, how did you start it? Like, how did the idea come about? Because this is so like, I mean, I've never heard of anybody doing what you're doing, marrying these things together. It's so brilliant. It just reeks of like passion and compassion. It's just so amazing what you're doing. So t- how did the idea come about? How did you start it? Tell us all about that. Yeah. So, you know, back when
1: I was at corporate, I loved wine and um, I had my cert- you know certificate, my psalm certificate. And that was like oh, my you were passion. Mm-hmm. Amazing. That, on, that was like my side my side hustle, or not even a hustle, just my passion. The statistic was that only 3% of wineries are owned by women and only 10% of winemakers are women. Here I am where 80% of wine buyers are women. So you have, for lack of a better term, old white guys selling to women like me. And it was a total disconnect, right? I'm like, there's no community aspect. There's no giving back element. I don't know who makes my wine really. I don't know the other club members. you know. And I thought, well, you know, as they say in life, if you don't like the way something is created, you go out and create it yourself. So that's really what I did. And that's how, you know, I came up for the, with the idea for spirit horse. The name is actually after the movie Sea Biscuit. If you've ever seen the movie Sea Biscuit, yes. when that movie came out, I was with my boyfriend at the time and we walked out of the theater and he said, you know, you kind of remind me of Sea Biscuit." And I thought, Oh my God, where's, where's this going? You're like, thanks a lot. Yeah. And thanks. I think <laughs> Yeah. So he, um, he said, no, he said, you're beautiful and wild and free spirited and you like to win. And, and I was like, oh, well, thanks. You know, it's really flattering, you know, and he started calling me biscuit for short. And I thought, you know, all of the women that I choose to surround myself with are biscuits. They all have that energy. They all, have, all are all about lifting each other up. They're all beautiful and wild and and spirited. And so I started calling all my girlfriends the biscuits. I couldn't really name it biscuits winery because people will think what the F is that? (laughs) So it's spirit horse vineyards, but it's it's actually, I believe that wine is energy. If you think about the vineyard workers' hands that have picked the grapes, the oak tree that grew in France, the winemaker. If you think of all the millions of things that had to happen to get a glass of wine in your hands, it's really a special and beautiful thing. So that's how... We believe that all of our wines really represent that energy. We hope that when you're holding a glass of our wine, you can take it as a moment to become present and um, have gratitude for what you are holding in your hands, but also have gratitude for yourself because, um, you know, you'll never be in that moment again. Um, taste that The wine will never taste as it does in that moment again. And set a beautiful intention for whom you're sharing that wine with because this moment will pass and it will never be again. Really an opportunity to... to again, connect, which I think is just that much more important with a pandemic, even if it's, you know, over a zoo.
0: Absolutely. We've gotten really good at realizing we need connection and even our backyards and our wine and all of our things. But, you know, you, you are making me think of you make such a case for drinking good wine, because I will say, you know, it's easy to just go to Trader Joe's. I mean, I've done this and just get the $5, whatever. You don't feel good the next day you are mad at yourself because it's just crap. Really, it is. And what you're talking about, and I'm not saying the wines need to be $57. I'm not 100. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying, you know, someone like you really makes me understand that you need to take a moment with that wine and you need to appreciate it and think of exactly what you were just saying. Where does it come from? Who am I sharing this with? What are the flavors? Like, you really are, you you teach people how to savor the experience of yeah. wine, yeah. which I think is kind of something, you know, that got a little lost on us in this in the pandemic because we were like not savoring anything. Yeah. For, we like depressed. I, I hear you. I hear you. Right? I mean, and no like, judgment there either. Right. I
1: mean, that's no. all good. Right. I, I, listen, but, that yeah. was
0: survival. That yeah, was survival. That's right. Totally that's right. cool. But what I'm saying is I think we need to come into this new place where we're, we're coming out of this pandemic. I think we need to come to this place where we really savor and appreciate the good things, you know, and hold ourselves to a more, like give ourselves a little luxury, let's say, so that you do want to join your wine club because you want to be with the other women that, you know, it's just, it's, it's all the game, you know, feeling like you're a part of something, that it means something, you're there, that you're yeah. savoring this great wine. I mean, really that's, to me, what a good life is about. For Hello. sure,
1: for sure. And I think the theme too is just trust yourself. Never look to anyone else to tell you what a good wine is. I mean, if you do like a $5 bottle, for Trader Joe's. God bless you. Buy cases of it. I think and you can do that is, too. You can do yeah, both. Yeah. But by, do both. but by the way, trust yourself, your taste will evolve and change and grow just like they do with food, just like they do with anything in life. And yeah. you know, neither of us is wrong. If one of us hates a wine or loves a wine, right? Neither of us is wrong. You like what you like, trust yourself. But yes, I do. I, I, I do really want to drive home how important it is to use wine as a reflection back to yourself to have gratitude for all the things that brought you to this moment. And while you're enjoying that wine, who you're sharing it with. We've all lost people this last year. Pretty much, I I would say almost everyone I know has lost someone, including me. I've lost a few people. And it's just a reminder, right? That it's kind of like when I was in college, I used to save all my candles. I don't know why I did this, but I was like, I'm going to save this candle for a special occasion. And sure enough, after four years of college, I looked, there's this huge box of candles, (laughs) right? And it's like, I know. What special occasion was I waiting? like, how am I ever going to get through all these candles? Burn the candles,
0: use the nice candles, use the
1: the tablecloth, drink the good wine, you know, like do you, do you. But I mean, that it's just such a theme, right? So it's like, okay, like I need to remember this.
0: Um, No, use the silver, use your china, use crystal. (laughs) Not that everyone has these things, but guess what? Guess what? I'm from the South and you're, you're forced to. If you for have sure. my stuff, use it. That's all I'm That's say.
1: right. I mean, as women, right? We're we're such sensory creatures, and use your favorite glass, right? Like sit with it. Don't you know? Try not to be distracted. Like really stick your nose in it and smell it. And like I said, use it as a moment to have gratitude for yourself and who you're sharing it with. It really is important to, especially coming that. out of the pandemic. Now that we're all, we are able to actually start to get back together in real life and and um, look each other deeply in the eyes. Unlike you know, it's a little difficult on Zoom, but you know we do our best.
0: We're doing our best, Heather. We're doing our best. What has been the hardest part of having a vineyard and starting this business? I know it cannot be easy, although I want you to tell me it's all good because this is my dream job, Heather. So you can go ahead and float just my way. I'm
1: sitting on a vineyard as we speak, sipping rosé. Wink.
0: I think that's what people-
1: I'm sipping, I'm sitting on a vineyard sipping rosé as we speak. I think that exactly. that's what people envision, you know, and, it's, you know, I wish that were my life. That's all I had to do all day, every day, and hang out with amazing women like you, because that's completely my jam. But you know, it's like anything, it has its its hard days, and it's good days. And obviously, you know, we've had fires out in Napa, you know, at the end of the day, we're farmers, but that's also what makes wine so beautiful, or a certain vintage is so beautiful. It's like, there were so many things that had to happen to make that vintage of that wine. Right. So yeah, we do have our hard moments. I mean, we had a moment four years ago, five years ago, when the fires were a half a mile from our horses, Um, you know, and that's again, a moment where it's like, you know, I don't even care about the wine. I don't care, but it's like, you know, I I care about people being safe and I care about the horses being safe. So, you know, it's just another reminder.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And, ha- and, um, and did you have, so you were a sommelier. How did you, how do you go from sommelier to owning a vineyard?
1: Yeah. So um, I did W set. So not technically a sommelier, but I mean, I could have worked, I mean, in a restaurant and under, in that probably capacity. There's different levels of it. And I'm sure okay. people have ever watched the, mo- the movie Psalm,
0: but. No, but I'm going to watch it. What do you mean? What is this oh, movie? Oh, it's so
1: good. Um, you have to watch it on Netflix. S-O-M-M. Oh.
0: Oh, this is, this is my, when I tell my husband this, he's going to be like, that's a hot date. Let's do that.
1: It's it's a very hot date. And a lot of people don't know women actually have 50,000 more olfactory sensors in their noses than men. And this makes us better. In my opinion, the reason that we have 50,000 more olfactory sensors in our noses is because biologically we have to be able to sniff out the bad food for the babies, right? We don't want to give our babies poisonous things.
0: That's amazing.
1: Isn't that amazing? It's interesting a lot of times people will say, you know it'll be a woman and she'll say, oh gosh, you know usually I try you know a lineup of a, a winery's wines and I just like one of the wines, you know but yours I, I love your whole lineup and that's that's just weird to me and I said that's because I picked it and I helped make it <laughs> right exactly. So because it's again I mean it, it's made by women and it's typically purchased you know by women for women, right so there's definitely it's that much more of a connection but you can yeah. actually taste it in the wine and when you smell it so, that's always fun for me to tell people about that because it's not a very well-known fact, but it's certainly something that affects how we smell and taste and enjoy
0: things. Heather, so we apparently are expert wine women. Yes. So how does that affect kind of how you choose or select or the balance of the wines? Like w- knowing that us women are wine experts, I'm saying. That's right. Our olfactory, olfactory? I don't olfactory even know.
1: Olfactory scent. Uh, Olf- I know it's, it, it's. Try saying that after two glasses, two or three glasses of wine. Oh, no! But way. yes, we do have 50,000 more olfactory sensors in our noses. When you call a wine balanced, a lot of people are like, well, what does that really mean? To me, it's a juxtaposition of masculine and feminine energy. So just like in people, it's good to have a balance of both. I don't care if you're a male or a female or how you identify, to have that beautiful balance of the masculine and feminine energies. We all have a balance of them. We all have different ratios of them. If you're looking at feminine traits in a wine, um, that is the, fruit and the floral and the softness and the layers and the sexiness in my mind's eye. Yes. Um, Yes. All those things. And the masculine traits are really the tannins, the structure, the alcohol. Now, if you have a wine that is all alcohol and tannins and structure, it's not going to taste good. Nor will a wine that is just all fruit and floral with no kind of like balance, right? That struck that alcohol and those tannins to, to really play off each other. That's important when we look at wine. So, um, you know, if you have a wine that's all uh, feminine quality, as I say, that's what they call a flabby wine. There's just nothing. It's just kind of, I know I hate that word. Don't you hate Flabby that wine. Flabby wine. I mean, I'm kind of, we got to come up, the biscuits have to come up with something different for that term, but, um, you know, just like in people, we're looking for the same thing in wine. We want a beautiful balance of both masculine and feminine qualities in that wine. Um, and we like to, think that all of our anything that we, any spirit horse that you put on your table is going to have a beautiful balance of those two qualities.
0: So but I'm, I'm still trying to get this out of you. Yeah. How did you start a vineyard, Heather? So
1: I partnered. Well, first, I quit my corporate job. Yeah, I dumped my boyfriend at the time I went and traveled by myself all over Europe for the little a little walk walk about, so to speak a biscuit walk about. Yep. And again, I was really into wine and I thought, and I knew there was a disconnect. I was like, God, I, you know, we have all of these, you know, we have this beautiful wine that's being made, but I don't feel connected at all to the winery, the winemaker, the time and place. There's no giving back. So I thought, you know, this is something I'm going to put out in the universe within two weeks of my returning from that trip. um, an old friend of mine who was an amazing winemaker, Mike Savier, and the Mike Savier family out of Napa reached out to me and said, uh, you know, would you like to help me um, go 50-50 in on this winery? He said, I am able to make beautiful wine, but, you know, the guy, God bless him, barely checks his email. So there was <laughs> like, I had the sales and marketing side, right? Yes, um, and he yes. was making this beautiful wine. And he said, you know, in five years, you can buy me out, which I did about two or three years ago. So we're 100% women on winery. you. Yeah. But it was that collaboration and partnership. And again, you know, whether a woman or a man, you know, find someone that you if you're looking to switch gears like I did in careers, you know, find people like that, that have a, a line division that you trust.
0: You're filling the need, right? Like he makes That's the women, right. But he had none, none of the organizational, That's even right. the marketing. He's not That's checking right. his emails. He doesn't even want to look at his emails. For so sure. You're, you're basically solving a problem for him. That's exactly um, right. And coming together to meet you know, people. I think the biggest thing that women do, it's a big mistake that people entrepreneurs make is you get into business with someone and they have the same skill set. That's Right. But so right. then nobody wants to do the other thing that, that like great we're we're both creative okay who's doing the busy work cuz nobody that's wants right. to work. right who's doing no. a, who's doing we who, we're both creative <laughs> and none of us like sales okay well <laughs> yeah that's exactly
1: right. right and that's just something i always encourage i have a lot of women ask me you know how did you go from corporate you know to the winery and, you know, I looked ahead 10 years and then I re- reverse engineered it, right? What needs to yes. happen in year one, two, three? What kind of skill sets or people do I need to align myself with? But quite frankly, I, I, again, I'm a big believer in energy. A lot of it was putting it out into the universe. I talked to everyone about it. He hadn't even heard that I had left. He hadn't even heard that i left corporate. And so it was this, also just this magical universe thing, which I completely believe in as well. Of course. So the, a combination of all those things as it typically is.
0: I love it so much. Okay, tell me what's next for you and how can we get our hands on this fabulous wine? I think you have a little offer for us. So I'm like- I have an
1: offer, yes. I mean, we all need to stock our summer sellers up. And again, I get a lot of people that say I only like whites or I like reds or, you know, we custom club members get to customize every shipment that they get from us. So just know that it's one of your benefits. That's another thing I didn't like about the wine clubs I belong to. I was just being told what I was gonna take. Versus like, you know what? It's summertime. I want to have whites and rosés, right? Or it's winter or it's, you know, Christmas time and I want to give out sparkling, right? So the code is WARRIOR, W-A-R-R-I-O-R. Use that at our website on the Spirit Wars shop page. I um, mean, yes. that gets you $15 off any orders of $100 or more. Woo! Um, Yes. And you can check out the wines. And I will certainly also, I know you have some stuff in the works, but I would love to invite, you know, your tribe out to the Rescue Horse Ranch to taste wine and hang out with other biscuits. Now that yep. you all know what that term means. Yes. Um, and I, I always call it the, the, the biscuit collaborative, right? Because it's like total fire when we all get together. And uh, you know, you just add wine and it's just like the best kind of trouble. So it is the best. I'm looking forward of to that. Fun.
0: It's the best kind of trouble. Okay. So I'm going to put all this in the show notes, any events you're having, I'm going to put it all in the show notes and also this, how you get this deal with the code warrior. So you can just go, I'm going to put the link there. You can just click it and get your wine and remember you can customize it all on your own. So that's, I love that. Cause you're right. And when I have had the only reason why I've ever canceled my wine club subscriptions is because they forced me to take wine. I hate. That's right. Hello. It's bullshit. It's or they bullshit. just like, it's like random wine. I'm like, what is this wine they've sent me? It's so odd. Anyway. <laughs> Speed round, Heather. It's the party time. Let's get get into it. Now, the first question, you are allowed to mention your own product if you really want to. But the first question is cocktail of choice.
1: Well, of course, I would say, I mean, obviously, I love my own wine. I remember when I started the winery, my friend said to me, well, you know, this is how it works. You can't be the crack dealer and the crack addict. And I said, (laughs) you just watch me. I was like, I look at this as a challenge. (laughs) So... Always a glass of spirit horse wine. However, if I'm if I'm actually thinking of an actual cocktail, I love a good Manhattan. I
0: little- got to get back in this Manhattan thing. I haven't had a Manhattan in seven hundred years. What's in a Manhattan again? Why can't I remember?
1: Oh, it's um with obviously whatever choice of whiskey. I like Buffalo Trace personally, but again, whatever floats your boat. Everyone's different. And I think a little vermouth and uh, some orange peel, and away you go.
0: Oh my gosh, I love it. What is a mantra or quote that you live by?
1: Oh my gosh. I don't know that I have a certain one I live by. My word for this year, maybe I'll give that, was being. I think as women especially, and if you're an entrepreneur as well, it's like you're, I'm going to try, I'm trying to do this, or I'm trying to be this, or instead of like looking at something that you want to be in the future, just be it. Just be it now, right? I am yes. already all those things. I am. I'm already enough. enough. I'm already all those things, right? Um, and just live that in this day. So I um, definitely being in the present moment, and I think connection, I think that's, that's my big, my big thing.
0: I love it. What makes you feel unstoppable?
1: Oh my gosh. Well, what makes you biscuits? I mean, honestly, collaborating and hanging out with other biscuits. This makes me feel unstoppable being in this space with you. I love connecting with other incredible women and that makes me feel unstoppable because it's not just my energy. It's all of our energy together. And there's so many beautiful things that come out of
0: that. Yeah, the feminine energy is everything. We're we're both in Bra Network, which is we. That's Amazing. a great group too. We love I love bra,
1: love bra. Six Degrees Society is also fantastic. That's how I found out about bra. So yeah, that's definitely what gets. That's what keeps my juices going for sure.
0: I love it. Who do you admire?
1: Oh, so many people. I ask a question a lot at a lot of my happy hours. Who is someone past, present, or future you'd love to share a glass of wine with, and why? So I always think of like my great grandmother who, again, migratory farm workers and you know had nothing and she's just has an incredible story. I, like, I'd love to grab a glass of wine with her. I admire her even though I never met her. I do believe that energy passes down from generation to generation. So uh, we are all, you, the beautiful Liz here are a product of, I'm sure, an incredible mother and grandmother. It, that energy passes down into our being. So that's, I really admire her a, a lot. Yeah.
0: I love answer. that. What are you most proud of?
1: I am most proud of leaving a very well paying situation that was not fulfilling me and making me happy.
0: You should be proud of that because look what you've cultivated. I mean, and I, ha, I have yet to meet a person who doesn't know I know you and will say, Have you met Heather Rader? She does this. They literally pitch you to me, and I'm like, Boo, I am already a fan. Hello. <laughs> like, don't come over here. Everybody who meets you loves what you're doing loves you. I mean, amazing. Like that was a waste for you being at all these places. You know, this is, this is where you need to be. This is what I,
1: and I think this goes back to knowing your worth. And also I was like, wow, they're taking like 20, like at the end of the day, our biggest commodity is our time. Right. And I'm like, I am like, they're taking 25% of my life's energy and my time that I'm giving to someone, giving away to someone else. And I was like, I'm not okay with that. Like, I'm going to bet on me. (laughs) And I'm going to, you know, give that energy directly to other incredible women, to creating something that's unique and beautiful, where we can give back and helping girls and all those things. So I I think that was a big deciding factor.
0: I love it. Well, what is exciting you the most right now?
1: Right now, I am so excited to have our first harvest party in two years. (laughs) Oh my Um, God. Yes. So for last year, it was going to be, you know, of course, the Roaring Twenties theme, right? We're kicking off the Roaring Twenties. We didn't count on it being a roaring pandemic, obviously. So we are still doing a Roaring Twenties party. We're going to just kind of well,
0: it's still the do twenties.
1: Do we have double the energy now to even put all of that amazing biscuit energy into that into that event. And I just can't wait to literally sit with a, at a table of other of our club members and amazing women and our, with our horses all around us and sip beautiful wine and just remember, <laughs> you know, how incredible we are. I mean, I think everyone, especially as women, we're so hard on ourselves and you know what? We're all doing the best that we can do. I can't wait to just sit at that table and hug people and drink, it all drink in. beautiful wine and just drink it all in. Yeah. Literally drink it
0: all in. that's like literally your whole, your whole message. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just about the wine. It's about drinking it all in. It so is. I love it. Thank you so much, Heather, for coming on today. I oh, really love knowing more about Spirit Horse and like how you did it and all that. It's amazing. I loved it.
1: Thanks, Liz. I appreciate you so much for having me. I'm so excited to meet your community, and again, look forward to raising a glass in person at the ranch someday.
0: Thanks. Oh my! Oh no, that's happening. That's for real. I'm first of all, I'm joining the club today. Secondly, I'm gonna find out about all your events. I'm gonna be stalking you for the next like two years. This is you going to have
1: be- to be in the club, and I'll be stalking oh, yeah. you. Know, it's a mutual feeling. So um, well, I'm yeah, joining. And that club. I can't wait for you to meet all of the other club members. Like I said, because that's actually it's just a whole. It's like another
0: bra, but it's bra with wine. I'm <laughs> I'm so down with that. I'm so down with it. Okay, well, thank you everyone for joining me today. And remember to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review. This is the Conversations with Warrior Woman podcast with me, Liz Swadek. And remember, every woman has a story. You just need to ask her. Bye.